0: Okay, hello. Uh, welcome to another episode of the of the pandemic. Sack um, King's Therapy podcast episode. Uh, things have uh, still been kind of rough as of late. Um been, haven't really left the house. But you know, um, but we don't really need to, you know, go outside to really do this podcast. So joining me, Fong Legacy. Hello. Hello. How's your How's your life been as of late? Pretty, pretty boring to be honest. <laughs> pretty boring.
1: Oh. I only went out like, once or twice throughout the whole week. I think.
0: Not much has changed that m- much with my life, but like you know, you just see. I just see like a lot less cars on the road, which is good. You know? yeah, There's yeah. no traffic when I when I get off work. Uh, I was able to actually be able to work from home today. Uh, that was an interesting experience. Hmm. Yeah, it's just, but like you know, they, you know, I don't usually go outside anyways. The only time I ever, every now and then, I'll maybe go out to eat, but that's about it.
1: Yeah, in terms of a normal day, it seems pretty normal for Sacramento. I mean, I see, still see people playing basketball, of
0: course, and I am actually very sad. I I have not played basketball. And I'm getting antsy about that. I want to <laughs> go out to the park, but I'm risking it. No, yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah, so and kind of just stuck at home although i'd have to kind of utilized my house as much as possible to just work out
1: yeah um, uh, yeah i should do I, some I, spring cleaning and work out too i uh
0: i found a video uh from, it's a guy named sterling k brown i think he's an actor right uh i'm not too sure sterling k brown it, this is not the nba player i thought he was the i thought it was sterling brown the nba player but it wasn't but... <laughs> Basically, like he has a, like this Pearman workout. That's pretty cool. You know, fifty jumping jacks, and then uh, what was it forty squats, and then thirty push-ups? Uh, was it twenty kind of leg lifts, and then ten burpees? And huh. you know that that's uh that's something fun I've been doing.
1: Uh, that seems like tedious work.
0: <laughs> you know what? You gotta you, you gotta stay in shape. You gotta sacrifice a little bit. You gotta grind. Oh yeah, I mean. Okay, well, let's get into it. Uh, we'll start off with just a little bit of a little bit of a debate we had. Um, so I, so you wanted to get a Darren Fox jersey, the city edition.
1: Oh yeah, the new one, the red one that just came out. It was on yeah. sale.
0: <laughs> yeah. So like you, you texted me about that, and I was saying I, I love. Don't get me wrong. I love Fox. Probably my favorite player in the league at this point and but you see his jersey everywhere mm. so i i, I so you, yeah you text me whether to get it or not and i i said probably mm. not just because that that jersey is everywhere even though it is the city the red city edition one uh mm-hmm. i don't know i just rather get i personally i rather get something just more unique i really want to get like a yogi feral um maybe a bogey one too uh, or a sean holmes one
1: yeah, in my train of thought, I'm thinking of you know longevity wise because you don't know how long Yogi will be with us or uh, whatnot.
0: You know what? Yeah. It'll it'll become a collector's item, and you know that I I, I prefer that.
1: <laughs> I see what you mean.
0: That, that yeah. was kind of my thing. I just, I just hope that these things kind of like become collectors' items.
1: Yeah, in terms of um, people in our team right now, I haven't. Gone any jerseys from anyone in this modern or like in our uh new roster since was it cousins that's the last jersey I purchased
0: yeah, that era that is a bygone era that's a classic jersey at this point <laughs>
1: yeah other than that Weber but i mean i'm oh. yeah I'm thinking of uh something from this uh era.
0: I mean, I would get I, again I probably the most popular player that I would get would be uh Bogey, but you know his jersey isn't exactly cheap either, so man,
1: yeah, there's been sales here and there, but as long as we look out for them, we should get something
0: yeah well, there's a sale going on right now, I think decently cheap jersey, I think it's like yeah. still ninety something dollars but yeah,
1: but I, uh, yeah, out the three colors, the black, purple, white. Uh, I'm thinking about just waiting till next season then for their new retro jersey.
0: Yeah, I'd like to see what they come up with. That'd be interesting. Uh, I wonder if they're going to come out with the red jersey, but with the little lion logo uh, in the middle.
1: Uh, maybe. I mean, they re- renovated that white blue to the red this season.
0: Yeah, so I'd like to see what they do next year. Yeah, I was
1: I was hoping that they may we were talking about um the 90 mid 90s jersey with the half black half purple with the checkered uh, sides
0: Yeah that one's actually pretty dope I saw it Isaiah Thomas one although like that that might have been a different one but like it's similar design that I think that does look
1: pretty dope. I'm pretty sure if I look around there's like some custom shops that would make it but maybe you know the Kings will bring it back as a retro
0: Okay, so I I there is this quote unquote gold um jersey. It it ended up just looking tannish, uh King's King's oh, jersey. Yeah, you know that, that one? one. Mm-hmm. Would you would you wear that if I if I got you one of those? That's that's so old school. <laughs> I don't think I it actually I th- it is a pretty ugly jersey. <laughs> like when some when I heard about it, I looked it up I'm like what the fuck is that?
1: I'm I might have some things to match with it, but in terms of wearing it to a game, I don't think I could do it every game.
0: Hey, you know what? You'll be unique. Ain't nobody going to be wearing that. So <laughs> you'll be the only guy. All right. So uh, just real, uh, I guess, another kind of just uh, thing uh, before we get into the meat and meat and potatoes of the podcast. So I was listening to a, a podcast that recapped the uh, 1993 uh, NBA Finals game four. And cra- crazy game. I'm not going to get into the entire pod or honestly get into the game that much, but. Basically, uh, there was a, I thought this stood out to me. So this was 1993, okay? Michael Jordan retired after this season and then retired in 1998. And finally, for one last time in 2003. There were articles in 1993, you know, the first three-peat that basically was like saying, man, Michael Jordan's washed. He doesn't have his finishing ability anymore. He doesn't have it anymore. Garbage like that. and Like, it basically, there's a lot of LeBron doubters, and I kind of am, although I I appreciate LeBron, but, like, you know, when people say, when smartasses, I guess, say, like, man, this guy's declining, he's just not the same he used to be, he's not good anymore, like, shut the fuck up.
1: No, I I believe Jordan was still good throughout all his years (laughs) playing basketball. Like,
0: Yeah, up until the Washington Wizards years. yeah. And honestly, even then, he was still very, very smart, although he wasn't as efficient as he used to be.
1: Yeah, of course. he's he's playing kind of like how LeBron is playing now, I would say.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. That, that's a stretch. <laughs> no, in Washington <laughs> Wizards, no. Uh, Washington Wizards did, did not lead the team to the first seed. To be fair, you know, Michael Jordan also didn't have Anthony Davis, but I don't think they'd be the first seed. Yeah, oh, so I really see. And relax on that one, but <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just it it just kind of brings to to kind of like like man, even back in those days, like they there were people doubting Michael Jordan like that, and you kind of and these are kind of lost at lot lost and to the something of time. I can't, I can't forget the saying, but yeah, so I, there's this you know there's always going to be haters. I guess is the point.
1: Yeah. You could say that. I mean, it's kind of too bad we couldn't see any Jordan's games. Of course, we were a little too young to remember any of his games.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I actually didn't start watching basketball until like 2011, really. So,
1: yeah, probably me too, around the same time.
0: It would have been amazing, I guess, to see like the final game, game, game six of 1998. That would have is it the the moments, like you know. Like him holding his father, that that was iconic. Okay, uh, move, okay, let, let, let's get into the meat and potatoes of, of this week's podcast. So um, I think we kind of talked a little bit before about what we hope for the next season, but we didn't really get into it. Um, so this time this is more of a deep dive for what will be our kind of wishes and hopes for the next season and honestly what a projection of the next season will be as well. So first thing we're going to start with, uh, so wh- let, let's start with this. Uh, what are your hopes for Marvin Bagley?
1: <laughs> it feels like we talked about Marvin Bagley so much throughout these past weeks. Uh, but
0: you know what? You know what? He's not going to be Luca, Or hell, he might be Luca for all we know. I don't think he will. But, you know, I, he's such a giant question mark to me. I did, go, you know, go through the liberty of just watching the last few games that he played, uh, particularly the two games. Uh, the one against uh, the Mavs when Luka came to Sacramento mm. and uh, the Miami Heat one. Those In those games, he played 30 minutes and 38 minutes in the Miami Heat game. And basically, I have some notes about him. He's, you know, he's he's good. he has a lot of talent. There's a lot of flashes that I see that he has. But in terms of just kind of... I guess the the most notable things I think are that he, the the defense needs to come, like he is not a good defender, whether on ball or off off ball especially. But that seems to be a team wide thing as well. So, like that that's one thing I really want to see him improve on, just getting the getting better defensive instincts and Mm -hmm. just when to help because like when he does help, it's usually late, and he tends to you know stare at the ball too much and loses defender, you know, he he doesn't always rotate correctly either. And, you know, just stuff like that. And I just like to see him improve on that. Uh, Another thing I like to see him do, I guess, go to, I don't know, hang out with Draymond or something. Learn from that man, how to set a good screen. Hmm. Because From what I've seen from Marvin, he, he kind of sets kind of weak screens and, You know, that that might be just because he hasn't played enough and just hasn't learned from the right people. He needs to learn to stick his ass out there and just, like, just kind of deter people from getting through him. Because the way he does it, he doesn't really get contact a lot of time. And, yeah, so I like to just see him set some, not dirty screens, but, like, you know, illegal screens, basically. Because, you know, refs don't always call those, and you just try and get away with whatever you can. Yeah, that would be
1: nice for our team. What would you say his offensive abilities have been improving this year compared to last season? In my opinion, oh, sorry.
0: No, okay, you go ahead first. Sorry. Uh,
1: In my opinion, I I feel like he can't create his shot yet, not just yet.
0: To be fair, from the two games that I watch, I don't. I'm not sure if Luke was trying to implement him back into the offense or something, but. What I've seen, it's kind of weak. Basically, they don't really run much for him. Like they don't really like give it to him in the high post to create or anything yet. So that might be like just uh, just part of the offense for him not to kind of iso and attack. Like it seems to be the the directive to me looks more like oh give it to um, give it to Buddy or Bogey or Fox to create on the perimeter. They don't really huh. get. They don't really let him create. From you know his spots, I don't feel. Oh, I see. And also, like the the main the main thing he really should all I think focus on, like the this is where I see just so much potential, just him as the role man, because he's so athletic, so quick, so explosive, so. You know with you know crazy good uh, jumping ability, mm-hmm. just, just be the role man and just run more of those uh, though that's uh, more that's not really on him. That's more of like Luke needing to run that for him,
1: yeah, I see that he could uh, pick or fit in our team perfectly if he was that type of role man,
0: yeah again, uh, just kind of that souped up version of Rashawn, but with like a with like a decent twenty foot jump shot or you know oh, yeah. extending all the way to
1: three. Or, yeah even, yeah, even shooting one or two frees a game, I, I would be perfectly fine with that.
0: And so the, so this is... So also, I would like to see Luke, again, run more plays for him. I didn't see him... I didn't see too many plays being run for Marvin. Uh, one play I would love for him to kind of run for him is kind of the KD pin down that KD used a lot back in OKC, where they would just set, like, a screen for him. and like the kind of just starting from the baseline to kind of j- just come up to the about the free throw line and kind of just have him like either shoot a jump shot or just get to the rim. Mm, of course, awesome. he's not as good as KD. He's not going to have that level of efficiency, but yeah. a lot of potential there. And another another thing, i like to see him like just improve on his playmaking, you know? Just kind of like, you know, touch passes, you know, t- you know learning where the open man is study tape. You know learning how the offense works and throw dump off passes or like hit cutters and stuff. I think that is gonna bring his game to a whole nother level if he can improve his mm-hmm. playmaking somehow. Of course, that's not going to be easy. that That's all on Marvin on that one. But you know like that would put, that would basically make him the best version of what he can be. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see that. Um just some stats that I looked up. His on off numbers were a negative eight, meaning that the team the team scored eight less points when he was on the floor. Although to be fair, I looked at the team's on off numbers. They are all over the place. I think Rashawn, Rashawn had a hilarious one where I think he was his he was like a plus twenty. I don't know how, but yeah, <laughs> and then Fox was like like a plus one he might he might be a he might have been a minus i don't remember but oh really it's it plus it's because the team went through this horrific stretch in in january and some of february yeah the numbers are just all over the place
1: yeah they were still trying to figure themselves out huh
0: yeah it was a pretty ugly watch okay um so next topic uh justin james I like Justin James for the most part. Seems like a really positive guy, you know, a young guy just kind of trying to be supportive of his team, you know, and he plays with a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And remember, and you know, we, we actually saw him in person. We saw him play in the Phoenix game and that boy has ups. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah. So, God. and he, and when I think with the stretch where De'Aaron was out, like we actually went to him for a few games and he was kind of like the defense, kind of like Luke went to him for like defense, just energy. You know, I love those kinds of guys, you know, just a guy that just brings energy to the team. Of course, we haven't seen enough of him to really know what he's going to be, but I really want to see him become a rotational player next year. It's the guy that can, you know, come in, play some defense, hit some threes, which is uh, what, what the team really wants him to work on. That That's kind of what's keeping him on the bench as much as it is.
1: Yeah, for sure he could be that guy off the bench that could do that. It's just that it's too bad that this season we were oh. trying to chase for the A seed and that we can't really help him, like, get that experience that he needs to improve.
0: But yeah, like, so I just, we'll have to see, like, what, it's become what he becomes next year—it's really hard to project because there's a lot of guys who come in as rookies, don't do anything, but just end up being super good the year after. So, hopefully that—hopefully that's the case with him because if he becomes a guy, that can really help the Kings. Okay. Um, next thing, next topic. Um, so I kind of just, kind of just did a little thought exercise, and then I kind of looked it up. So the West is going to be really really brutal next year. So like I, like you know the the bottom teams right now are the Wolves, Warriors, Phoenix and San Antonio. And those are kind of my those are kind of the worst teams in the conference currently. And I think all of those teams you can make a case are going to be really good next year so we're just starting with uh the warriors for example warriors are going to be back next year they're going to get steph back they're going to get clay back now they'll probably get draymond back too because draymond has not given a flying fuck <laughs> this so, um so you know the, that that big three will come back and they'll have a they'll they'll have like a trade exception to get somebody um and yeah they'll be good they'll probably make the playoffs uh, Portland will be healthy. They they get Nurk back, and they probably get Rodney Hood back too, hopefully. And, you know, they'll be good again too. Although their defense is going to be kind of shoddy, I think. They just don't have the perimeter defenders, really. Ariza really isn't a guy anymore. Like, he's a smart. De- again, I, I actually liked him when he was here. He was like a smart defender, but he wasn't really much of a difference maker. Mm-hmm. I doubt he'll make much of a difference in Portland either uh gri- grizzlies are most likely going to be good i envision some sort of um uh, i just lost the word god damn but some kind of they'll, they'll get i think i I don't think they'll win as many games as they're going to they're going to this year i see some sort of kind of uh, uh i can't think of the damn word they're, they're i basically i don't think they're going to be as good a, a, as good as they are this year and they're gonna kind of fall back a little bit, I think. I think that t- unless John Morant somehow improves even more, and usually first year point guards aren't that aren't good, and if they are good their first year, that's a really good sign. So, you know, I I envision them like falling back a little bit, but there's all the chance in the world where I'm wrong, and you know John Morant is you know, Chris Paul, or another good one, Steve Nash-esque, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, the only thing I think that will ultimately hold them back, even if John Morant is going to be amazing, is that they did trade away their vets, Solomon Hill and Jay Crowder. And, you know, like, a- as, a, as a Kings fan, I always go back to the Iman Shumpert um, example, where Iman wasn't all that good on the court but he was a really good leader for that team. And you know the the Grizzlies leaders were Jay Crowder and Solomon Hill, even though they weren't that good on the court. they They brought a, a level of just toughness and swagger to the team. And they traded those two guys away for, I believe, um, Justice Winslow. And if Winslow, but if Winslow plays, they'll probably make him better, but he has had an injury issue. So I don't know how much you want to bank on that. But, you know, I do see some sort of, oh my god, why do I keep getting into this funk? Uh, they're, I don't think they're, they'll be as good, basically. Okay. <laughs> I cannot think of the word for the life of me right now. It starts with an R. It starts with an R. An R? Just, I can, like, not residual. That That's the word that keeps coming to my mind. It's something similar to that. Um.
1: Can I reduce?
0: Yes, or? similar and not reduce, but...
1: Yeah, we'll,
0: we'll get back. We'll get back to. It. I cannot think of the word. Uh, okay, uh, New Orleans. I think will undoubtedly be better with you know a healthy Zion. You know a healthy Lonzo. And uh, you know I think Ingram missed a few games, didn't he?
1: Uh, yeah, he has.
0: Yeah, well, their good. young core, I think, will be you know hopefully a lot more healthy. And if they are healthy, that's a really dangerous team. If especially if you know Zion is Zion, he I think he will bring them to certain heights next year.
1: Oh, for sure. quite the team right now, I gotta say, it's a really nice young team. Yeah. So
0: yeah, like so, I think that they they can only improve from where they are. And of course, the only the only other team that's like questionable, I I guess, at this point, that's not in the playoffs is the Spurs. But they are the Spurs and Lord knows they might just be good for no reason again, (laughs) like for all we know. And that's really like our that's like the old the most likely to fall out completely, just fall apart. And like, that's just something I we can't really bet on. So next year is going to be really. Br- oh, and I forgot to even talk about the wolves. The wolves, you know, they they made some. Of course, they they their big trade was D'Angelo Russell, and like you know, I think D- D'Lo will work really well with Cat. That's going to be like a top five offense, right?
1: Mm-hmm, for sure.
0: And that I think that can carry them to a certain extent. I don't know if it's going to like you know. Get them to the playoffs, but because they're not going to play a lick of defense. But mm-hmm. that's a re- you know sometimes the best defense is making making the other team take the uh take the ball out of the net. So you know, you know, Lord, they I think they're a very volatile team. They could either be in the eighth seat or in the bottom of the standings for a while. <laughs> um, and Suns, Sun, uh, Devin Booker is a star. DeAndre Eden is on his way to being a star rest of the team is a bit more questionable but you know that's a that's a very salt that you can make a very solid case that they're going to be good and that and that leaves us where we are if marvin is going to be become you know the guy that's worth picking luca over sure we make the playoffs but it's going to be a really rough road and you know it's only going to get harder from here unfortunately
1: oh yeah for sure
0: Yeah. So, any thoughts? Kind of want to take any bets on which teams will be good and which teams won't.
1: Let's see. So, going down the list, I'll say Wolves would be a good bottom eight seed. Could be. Could be not. Not sure. Suns. Ooh. I gotta say, maybe yeah, bottom eight as well. Could be. Could be not.
0: I I actually, I'm, I'm starting to love Devin Booker a little bit more now
1: yeah hopefully they the whole team picks up and actually get to the playoffs
0: i don't i don't hope for that team but well
1: yeah yeah. i mean i'm hoping for the kings but in terms of analyzing yeah (laughs) i I feel like they could step up next season
0: for some reason this kept running through my head it'll never happen probably but i was like can we trade like buddy for Devin booker somehow Way we do that. is there a way we can somehow do that that'd be amazing
1: yeah i don't, I don't think that would be possible
0: yeah you know the only thing is it'll, it'll it might happen in a few years because you know the booker might get mad and you know eh, i'll I'll take i'll take him <laughs> like i'll take i'll take booker but uh what what are the teams
1: so going down the list again uh warriors of course i that, that's gonna be a top five. For sure. Uh, Portland, when healthy, when everyone's healthy, when Nurkic is back, I, I'd say they could be in the in the middle of things. Maybe four or five as well. Grizzlies. Now, Grizzlies, yeah, like you said, it's, it's kind of hard to say. Their team right now, it's good, but I don't know how far it'll be or how far John Morant and the rest can take. The Grizzlies, too. If anything, it'll be borderline, in my opinion. Uh New Orleans, uh, yeah, for sure. I think top six, top seven, for sure. Spurs.
0: They're the wild card to me.
1: That's yeah, that's hard. I don't know. Do uh, th- they have a pick this year? Uh, I wonder.
0: I that won't matter.
1: Uh, I see. Oh. So- I, I-
0: yeah, no, it doesn't really matter who the draft pick is going to be. Chances are they're not going to contribute unless they're like a Hall of Famer.
1: I got to say uh, for the Spurs, I got to say borderline for now because I'm not too 100% sure how uh, they would be able to do in the next season along with yep. like, all these uh, new teams coming up. Uh they could
0: totally be in the playoffs and to- but totally be in the bottom of the standings.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard to say.
0: Just cuz you know it is the Spurs. Like, you know, the Spurs have th- this many years of just, you know, a great, you know, a great front office, great decisions, great success. And they're going to, you know, you would think they would continue that trend. That's what we said this year, but it just hasn't happened. It might happen next year.
1: Yeah. We'll have to see. With, along with all of these other great teams as well and us.
0: Yeah, so, you know, like like, I, you know, of course, I'm kind of biased and like Jason Jones has said that he he envisions that the Kings might will probably he actually predicted this in the beginning of the season that we're going to have a worse record. But we'll be a better team and we'll have things we can carry on to the next season. L- last year, Dave Yeager didn't really care for developing our guys. He just played to our absolute strengths and really didn't work on our weaknesses. So in that case, basically, like that, we have a chance to really improve. Like, like one of the things that Luke has done this year is that he's made you know Buddy a kind of a more of a ball handler and a playmaker to in an attempt to kind of improve him. Like, you know, it's part of it is to see if it works, and part of it is to help Buddy improve. So Lord knows, maybe Buddy somehow improves next year you know, making Marvin kind of play the uh, the four instead of the five. It makes him kind of learn, you know, try and improve as opposed to just you know making him exclusively a role man, even though th- I think that is his best role. That kind of limits his ceiling if you, you know, and he should and, you know, I think Luke will put in certain pieces that will help us kind of improve the team going forward. and you know, he'll help develop our guys. and <sighs> That's basically you know the, that's basically how I see it. I think we're gonna be better next year,
1: oh yeah, for sure, I mean, compared to this year and last season, of course, with the injuries and whatnot, it kind of held us back from seeing that type of improvement, but yeah. yeah, that's what I'm what we hope to see for next season, of course.
0: Yes. and like, I think I think we've talked about this before, maybe off air or on one of our podcasts. I don't remember. But like, imagine if we just had Dave Yeager this year. Imagine if De'Aaron missed eighteen games. We don't i I don't think we we'll, I don't think Dave Yeager would bring us would get us to a better record. Think about it logically,
1: So you're saying we we'd probably be <gasps> yeah. taking
0: um, uh, so if, if Dave Yeager was the coach, I think we even we'd be even worse right now because his 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 coaching style was that we played fast, and you're not doing that with Core Joseph and Buddy Heald as your lead ball handlers.
1: Yeah, that's true. A lot has changed since last season with Dave and uh, Luke. Especially with the team wise too, yeah, and, uh, and of
0: course, and Marvin just misses basically the whole season. Like, yeah, at that point, like it's an obj- it's a worse team for the most part, yeah. and yeah. So, you know, I of course I'm I'm kind of biased. Um, of course, I'm biased right now. I'm kind of just I'm rooting for Luke because I want him to be good so that you know our team can be good, and I'm more willing to give him kind of the benefit of the doubt on this one. So. I think I, I think I think Luke has put a lot of stuff in place, and I think we're going to be better next year.
1: I mean, it's it's only the first year.
0: <laughs> yeah, and we'll have to see how he changes some of his stuff next year. Because th- to be to be fair, I've watched Luke, and there are some stuff that he does that's just what What are you doing? You no, know, to be fair, but to be fair, all coaches are uh all coaches have some really weird uh habits, but you know we we'll, we'll have to see what he uh, oh. turns into
1: oh yeah for sure
0: okay so yep that's kind of the verdict that we kind of come come to like well yeah that we've come to is just the west is going to be tough and amongst the playoff teams although i kind of see houston combusting make that prediction right now and oklahoma city might just sell off chris paul and danilo gallinari mm-hmm. And you know that kind of drops them a few. That drops a few wins, and you know, Lord knows what happens with Utah. You know those are combustible situations, and you know you know maybe we can sneak in if one of these teams drop out. So it's not so it's not a lot, lot complete lost cause. Oh yeah. Okay, all right. So just the final quick little topic. So I oh this was on a Nerd or she wrote on the uh, on the athletic uh, the podcast. <laughs> um, basically. The question that was posed on the podcast was that would you rather have a player who's a really good first option, but his game doesn't really fit with other superstars? Or would you have a player who's not not good as a first option, but a, de- a really good, de- to, you know, a decent to good second option, but his game fits with other superstars? Which player would you rather have? For me, the second option... The player that's a second, a really good second option, and his game mm. fits with other teammates. Yeah, superstars.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, not, I fall in the same boat. Basically, I basically like the the players that I immediately thought of was Kyle, was the Kyle Lowry for the second option, and Russell Westbrook for the first option. Basically, I want because I think a guy like Westbrook, a really good first option, who's game doesn't really fit with other superstars is that there is an artificial ceiling for that player because of his kind of skill set and i think if you're talking about winning a championship you're gonna want kyle lowry i think more than russell westbrook like i don't i i honestly can't say if you know for sure that if toronto had russell westbrook would they have won the championship
1: instead of kyle lowry you mean
0: kyle lowry yeah sorry
1: Uh, last year i'd say no
0: yeah i can see them just putting draymond on uh, russell westbrook and just basically just not guard him outside you can't do that with kyle lowry no yeah and it's always kind of an interesting thought experiment that i always think of just i would like you know westbrook is an amazing player don't get me wrong i would never want him on my team no, no. stay the fuck sure. away. I want to stay the fuck away from my team. Uh, so, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, especially how Kyle Wallery is kind of like that team player that you really need. <laughs> Westbrook, in my opinion, was is kind of like that 2K player that we've been talking about.
0: Yeah, the guy that gets good stats but really doesn't kind of – but, you know, ball has to be in his hands basically all the time. Mm-hmm. It's about like 40% usage or something like that, and – in that case, you've got to be a lot more efficient and he just is not an efficient player. He does really stupid shit sometimes which is all the more frustrating when I see him make great smart plays because the the reason why he makes these stupid plays is because he's angry and he wants to like prove a, a certain point or just try to go full you know head on like one on five against a set defense and just like, what in the fuck are you doing? <sighs> I, I never I would never want him on my team.
1: Oh, no, no no, no no,
0: no, okay, so well, that's basically that's basically gonna end it. Um, thank you for listening to this week's episode. Sorry, it did get a little rambly, but you know we're in the midst of the coronavirus, you know, just find some random topics to do, and you know just kind of just go from there. um uh, uh, we'll be back next week. uh, we haven't actually decided what the um uh, topic's gonna be, so. We'll kind of just come up with it as it goes on, and uh, so thank you for listening. Uh, hopefully, we'll catch you on the next episode. Fong, you got anything else uh, you want to add?
1: Uh, nope, not really. Kind of excited for WrestleMania.
0: Ah, uh, the taped WrestleMania. Oh, too bad we didn't get. Too bad we didn't get uh, to talk about that too much. Roman Reigns is out of out of WrestleMania.
1: Oh yeah, I have heard.
0: Ah, uh, Braun that. Strowman is the re- is the replacement. Are you kidding me? You better fucking win. Apparently the match has already happened. But I don't think, I haven't looked up the spoilers. But yeah, Braun Strowman is the, uh, is the replacement from what I've heard.
1: Man, there's spoilers already?
0: Well, like, yeah, but like, they're reported by like, you know, reliable sources. But they're not saying, like, they're not going to spoil the event for us. <laughs> they're not dicks.
1: So. I I hope not.
0: I actually kind of want them to spoil it for me just so I know, because part, part of my heart doesn't want to accept... I don't want to wait to find out that Goldberg beat Braun Strowman.
1: I mean, it's going to be a two-minute match regardless.
0: I swear, if that Goldberg beats, beats Braun Strowman, I'm going to be sad.
1: Three spears. That's all he needs.
0: I uh, just... Uh, God. That was a horrible decision.
1: I mean, it's gonna be a spear fest between Roman Reigns and Goldberg anyway.
0: I mean, that was always gonna be stupid, anyways. But I, like, I get, I get the, that like Goldberg's a big draw and Roman Reigns is a big name, but it was always gonna be a stupid idea. I don't, I don't know.
1: Yeah, well, we'll have to see in maybe next week's episode. When's uh? WrestleMania?
0: I think it's going to be two weeks from now, and it's like a two-night thing.
1: Oh, okay, I see.
0: That's going to be interesting. All right, well, thank you guys uh, for listening. Uh, We'll be back next week. Hopefully, uh, we'll have some some news for you guys to kind of uh, talk about, or to listen to us talk about. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Oh, 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 oh,